0: Terms and conditions apply. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast.
1: What's up, folks? Welcome in. The NBA season is finally here. It tips off tonight. We get two games in prime time. Denver Nuggets will take on the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Phoenix Suns will take on the Golden State Warriors. We've already got injury concerns for the game, so that's going to be awesome. The NBA season, I feel like it's already in full swing. Zach Cohen's here. Kelly Billen's here. Uh, This is part of the new lineup for Hardwood Handicappers. We will be having these now out every single day. Uh, Today, again, not as long as yesterday, but a little bit more in long form today, because not only will we have the two games, but we do want to expand on the futures bets that we have all made as we head into the regular season. But we will start with the day that is and will be two games. And I actually wanted to start with the night game, folks, because... One, I actually think it's a more interesting matchup because we get to see the Phoenix Suns for the first time, maybe. Uh, and we get to see the Golden State Warriors, who kind of fascinate me with Chris Paul. Current number as we record this at 1045 a.m., Warriors are a three-point favorite with a total of 233. Plenty of 3 and a halfs out there as well. So I, I'll ask you guys this. We did get inclinations a couple of like a day ago. Um, that both Bradley Beal and Devin Booker were dealing with some stuff. I believe it's a toe for Devin Booker, a back injury for Bradley Beal. Despite Frank Vogel on Sunday telling media, and actually I would say sarcastically so, like he was asked and he like told the, <laughs> the media guys, like, yeah, everybody's everybody's good to go. Uh, not so much, Frank. Bradley Beal is not going to play, according to one report from Sean Charanya. And Devin Booker is, quote, 50-50. So, Zach, I wanted to start with you because we kind of chopped this up a little bit before Kelly hopped into the room. I'm actually... Tempted by the Phoenix Suns here, catching three and a half points. I think Devin Booker's going to play. I don't think we've seen really any indication that he's in true danger of missing this game outside of a 50-50 report. What do you make of this and where we stand right now?
2: I should get my personal biases out there first. I am a Suns fan, but don't worry, I will pick against them plenty this season. I live I'm in not Phoenix, so right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I live in I live in Phoenix, so yeah. I do root for the Suns. But yeah, I picked against them plenty, so don't worry, I won't be too biased when I'm handicapping them. I agree with you. I think three and a half is a lot when you're talking about this team. I think, you know, the Warriors have the more important loss, in my opinion, with Draymond Green being out compared to Bradley Bill. Phoenix did add a lot of depth at the shooting guard position this offseason, bringing in Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen. I don't think they're going to be hurting that much offensively in this game. And I actually think, you know, a case can be made that they're putting their two best defenders at the shooting guard position out there, you know, when you're comparing Allen, Beal, and – uh and Gordon. So I think that defensively, the Suns are in a better, better spot. And I think offensively, they won't be hurting. Whereas the Warriors, without Draymond Green, they're going to struggle to get stops, especially against the Phoenix team that I do think is going to be you know, historical offensively this year.
1: Yep, I would agree with all of that. Uh, and obviously, the absence we know of Draymond Green, as you mentioned. So like that's a big piece. Who are you going to put on? Kevin Durant. I don't think you really have many options. Do you try to put – do you put Klay Thompson on him? Because then, of course, all right, well, Klay Thompson's on him. I guess you could put Andrew Wiggins on Devin Booker, but it opens up the floor for a lot of different stuff, and that is still a mismatch that Kevin Durant can kind of shoot over the top of and take advantage of. And then the bench gets thinner too. Like we always talk about missing pieces, but when you push somebody up, that means the bench gets a little bit thinner. Primary scorer off the bench, Kelly, for the Golden State Warriors tonight's going to be – Jonathan Kaminga like I know he's the most improved (laughs) candidate but uh it's a big role to ask here for Jonathan Kaminga right out of the gates
3: yeah it really is um this game I've got very little feel for uh tonight very little opinion on tonight I guess it would be a slight lean to the Phoenix side for me I think that with everything that Zach just said uh I agree with I think this specific matchup not having Draymond in there uh, probably hurts you almost just as much as Bradley Beal not being in there for Phoenix. Um, I think this is gonna. I think this is interesting. This might be interesting from a prop uh, angle because you're right there. I think if you wanted to focus in on, uh, you know, Kaminga, it's. I mean, it's gotta be Kaminga, right? I mean, First it would be great. The, I mean, hey, it
1: would be great be. if he was listed.
3: Oh, yeah, there you go. You're going to run into that. Welcome to the NBA. Welcome back to the NBA, everybody. Bradley Beal's uh, probably out tonight. And yes, you're not going to have players listed for uh, point props. Um, The one I was going to ask you about, JVT, is this any interest on going to your uh, Devin Booker over assist? Is this an auto look right away there now that – we might have the looming question of how it's going to split up these backcourt responsibilities heading into the year of Phoenix. Well, if one of those guys misses the game, sure makes that clearer of who's going to be handling that those duties, right?
1: Uh, Yep, absolutely. So uh, that is the so I actually did bet this, and I had at least a little bit of CLV here. Uh, bet this at 6.5 at just over a plus price of plus 105. It is 6.5 but over minus 125 now oh, uh, yeah. with Devin Booker assists. And that was, Zach, that's kind of my, I don't know if you and I have really been able to talk a lot about the Suns, but one of my theories here with Phoenix is that Devin Booker, regardless of the status, is actually the better ball handler and lead point guard. You know, you saw him fill in for Chris Paul when he was there. He was brilliant. They had an awesome net rating when he played point guard for them in those years where Chris Paul was there and, and, and injured and absent. You saw a couple of minutes last year, too. So and by the way, he was brilliant in terms of his assists. He was awesome. His assist rate has gone up each and every year. So without Beal there, one would think like, oh well, that's less, you know, fewer shot makers now. But that also means the ball is going to be in his hands more, and, and I think that you're going to get that. And that's kind of my angle for Booker this entire season is playing him assists per game, you know, or excuse me, assists uh, on night on a nightly basis over until the market really catches up, or until I get my face kicked in. Either one.
2: Yeah, I think every single move the Suns made over the offseason was with the plan to put the ball in the hands of Devin Booker more. So I agree with you. I think he's going to be the lead guard more often than not. I actually played uh, Yusef Nurkic over two and a half assists at minus 127 because similarly, you know, they didn't go out and address the point guard position this summer. I think they plan on running a lot of offense through Nurkic, who, you know, is a guy that averages, you know, 2.9 or at least assists. You know, I think it's six of the last seven seasons. He's a really good passer. They're going to use him as a hub offensively. And I think in a game like this with no Draymond, they're going to score a lot of points. I actually have the over in this game in general. So I see Nurkic going over and it's actually juiced to like minus 250 in some spots. So depending on where you can get it, you get a good price on it. I think you're going to be seeing him at around three and a half assists as his total for assists, you know, moving forward maybe in a few weeks.
1: Yeah, Beal, we should note too, uh, the uh, The total has gone down, obviously, with no Bradley Beal from 234.5 down to 233. Uh, I would assume, Zach, 233 is still playable over for you then.
2: Yeah, I put it up to yeah. 233.5.
1: Cool. All right. That's worth it. All right, Kelly, you got nothing else here? You know, any? How about this? Anything intriguing worth watching? Let's let put betting aside. Anything, what do you want to see? I, I can't wait to see full bore Chris Paul, Steph Curry lineups and to yeah. see what those things are going to look like. And I'll say this, to the point for the total for Zach, um, I like how I ask Kelly what he thinks. And then of course I keep going. Um, <laughs> but I, I do wonder with Draymond not out there and with Chris Paul having a starting role, what that does for the warriors tempo. Like do they allow mm-hmm. him to be Chris Paul or do they force him to acquiesce to what they usually want to do? That's one of the things I want to watch.
3: Yeah. You and I hit up, hit on this uh, over the course of some podcasts, the past few weeks, but I I think it's much like we just talked about with Booker and Beal and you kind of, it kind of makes it a little bit more clear of what you're doing here. Well, this, you, you kind of know what, what what the five's gonna be at least for the warriors and you get to see this five in action uh for a good you know you know a good chunk of time before Draymond comes back and then we can get to see what another five looks like and go from there. So I think yeah I mean, as far as my interest tonight it's more seeing stuff like that. I want to see what the Warriors look like. I want to see what the Suns look like. And and Zach hit on one of the guys that I think is one of more one of the more under the radar fascinating uh, you know, adds in that trade in, in years of Nurkic and, and what he can provide for this team. Because I think he really has, you know, the past couple of years, I think he's kind of drifted into oblivion there in Portland. And I think every every time that Portland's kind of mattered over the past six, seven years in the playoffs, Nurkic has usually been uh, a strong part of that. So, I, you know, I think he's going to be uh, a significant player, you know, in Phoenix. So I, I just I want to see how some of these new guys get uh, get acclimated to playing with that team.
1: Yep. All right. We move on. Next matchup. Los Angeles Lakers, Denver Nuggets. Uh, and by the way, before we move on officially, so Devin Booker over assists. I you know, I think you shop around, like I would say in, in the article I said it was playable up to about minus one ten. I, I think if you, you can swallow minus one fifteen if you'd like, uh, but over six and a half assists for me. And I will note too, as somebody who likes uh Phoenix, I did write up today with a total as volatile as it was and where it was at pick, thought an in-game angle was gonna be worth it, but Sitting at three and a half, you're going to tell me Booker plays. Uh, Phoenix is going to be the side. For you, Zach, it's what?
2: Over 232 and a half, and Nurkic over
3: two and a half assists.
1: All right, I like it. We move Absol- on to the next one. Go ahead.
3: Absolutely nothing for me, but I do. I would lean over on that Booker assist, bro oh, I think oh, that yeah. even, even at six and a half, I know the juices slid, but you, I would still lean over on that.
1: That's right. All right, we move on. Los Angeles Lakers, Denver Nuggets. Um, not as much moving on the side. It's been floating around five. There were some four and a halfs out there, but – Five across the board total, 228.5 across the board as well. That is the big mover. Remember, these games too, some spots open these back in August. And we saw the first total pop up of the board back in August to 226.5. So we are up two points from where we were uh, back in the summer. Uh, Kelly I'll give you the floor here if you had any interest in what you were betting because I don't really have anything this is more of a watch game for me only in that one too many unknowns on the bench with Denver I don't know what Zeke Najee and Peyton Watson and others are going to bring what Christian Brown's role is going to be and I have this think like this suspicion as we saw in the preseason Lakers averaging five more three point attempts per game three point frequency is going up. I think they're going to want to shoot more threes. How does that factor into the total? I think that's maybe why the market's gone up here. But what do you make of this?
3: Yeah, this uh, I actually did put a bet in on this game this morning. I took Lakers plus five and a half. Uh, I'm, th- I'm sure you're not shocked at all by that, JVT. I'm not Love going, with, them. not going with any ring trends or anything like that. This is simply a hey, these teams uh, didn't meet all that long ago in a, you know in a Western Conference Finals. What? What was the spread then versus what is, has what is the, been the roster turnover in this offseason? Is something you and I have talked a lot about, Jvd with the, our bets on unders, unders on, the, on the Nuggets win total, like you just brought up. I think there's a lot of questions uh, with how this bench is going to be played and who's going to be productive off it. And meanwhile, I think the, the Lakers got a lot of shiny new toys uh, and things that they, they can play around with, and this team is going to be better. And one thing that I can say now, I think I can say it, as opposed to a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, is that everybody on the Lakers that's important is healthy and going to play in this game, right? This is, I don't have Anthony Davis back questions, ankle questions, whatever. I think I can say that heading into tonight. You know, you never know. We're already getting a Bradley Peel and Devin Booker injury update. So who the hell knows? Uh, but yeah, that, that's where I'm going there. Um and as we are recording, I'm seeing my entire screen light up with uh, Warriors and Sons movement to Warriors two, and a half two.
1: Yeah, I would assume that means that Devin Booker's gonna play. Yeah, it must have been I, been I think that, think that good was yeah. that, that was on like I said, I don't know if you guys saw the report from Shams, but he kind of stumbled and petered out at the end because I couldn't find any official report. And then I found the clip of him talking on their new FanDuel show. Mm-hmm. And uh sorry, I bleeped that up. I apologize. Um and that's a worse F-word than the other one. And yes, Devin Booker
3: I'll, said he'll play in se- the season opener tonight.
1: Right. And, like Shams he just threw it at the end. He's like, uh, and and Devin seems to be 50-50. I was like, where, where did that come from? <laughs> like, and, and, like, I had no, yeah. there was no <laughs> indication that he was in any danger. Like, yes, he had been dealing with something with his toe, but there was no indication that he was in danger of missing this game. Like, you heard more about Bradley Veal's back than you did about Devin Booker's toe. Like, so it didn't completely come out of left field, bud. All right, good. So yeah, that does so, yeah. I
3: kind of cut myself off there, but I was basically finished. Yeah, this is a Lakers plus five and a half play uh, for me, and that's where I'll be going. Nothing with the total tonight. Nothing okay. with any props.
1: Zach, you got anything?
2: Yeah, I played the Nuggets at
3: four and a half. I wouldn't. go, let's it. go! I I
2: didn't didn't battle. Yeah, all right. I wouldn't play it at five and a half. I think I'd play it at five. But yeah, I just think you know Denver was forty four and eight straight up at home last year. Yep. 30, 21 and one against the spread. And I kind of think that this is a game where, you know, the Nuggets had an excuse to sleepwalk through it because they're coming off a championship. But the Lakers don't stop talking about the Nuggets, kind of poking the bear a bit. So I do think you're going to get a playoff-like atmosphere And I do kind of think that these championship games, you know, with the ring ceremonies, they turn into almost like party games for the home team where threes seem to go in at a higher clip. And, you know, it's just a celebration of, you know, what happened the year before. And I do think that the the Lakers are going to have a lot of trouble stopping the Nuggets. I know, you know, there's no more Bruce Brown, but there are still shooters in this rotation. Uh, I think we saw plenty in the the preseason. And I just think that yeah, I think the Lakers need a little bit of time to work in some of those new pieces. I agree that they're going to be a better team this year, potentially a contender in the West. I just think it might take a little time.
3: Is it, weird, is it weird that I'm way more pumped for this game than the Suns Warriors game? Like just from a basketball standpoint, too. Yes, because we watched it four games of this already. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. We've, like seen we've seen so tried. much of this. I should I shouldn't be this. I'm excited. actually like I I am bummed because I wish <laughs> it was like I wish it was like Denver OKC. Right, like something right, different yeah. that we didn't just watch for four games. Oh, you know? I, I don't
3: disagree with you on that, but right. it's just these two teams are fascinating to me this year, anyways. So yeah, yeah. yeah at I, least I, Phoenix, I don't disagree know, with that. We did we get just the
1: new Suns. You know, we, we get the the rematch of what was it the beginning of the year last year where Clay got kicked out of the game and started mm-hmm. throwing up the fours or whatever. Like, oh yeah, there's a lot of drama there. I mean, uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, can I also say, Zach, kudos to you before we move off of this. Because one of the more infuriating uh, low hanging fruit betting angles that I love at the beginning of NBA season is you know, ring night's quite the distraction. It could, uh, it's, you know, you're buying tickets for your friends and family and they're coming out. And- it could be something that really distracts this team from what's at hand. I enjoyed um, your
3: tweet this morning on it, JVT. I used it on the show. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine and two straight
1: up, seven and four against the spread the last 11 years for the team that is uh, getting their rings. And in the last 27 seasons, they're 19 and eight straight up, 12 and 15 against the spread. It means absolutely nothing. Um, so that's it. I know if somebody would be like, well, no, see, they're 12 and 15 against the spread. Like, have you bet against the opening? Have you bet against the champion every night for the last 27 years? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that's the case. So anything yes, for you please. here, JVT? No, absolutely nothing. like I actually I did um I did think about going with uh, under to two twenty eight and a half for the game uh, in that like I wasn't sure if we were going to get a quick and up and down pace. Uh, I also thought that with the Lakers kind of turning up the volume of three point attempts, I'm still not really sold on the team as a whole being a good three point shooting team. So if you're gonna get a high volume attempts, I don't think you're gonna get a high efficiency uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers. So that was like the only lean. And the fact that this had opened up 226 and a half, up two points at 228 and a half, but it was not strong enough on my end to actually bet it, but expected lower scoring.
3: Gotcha. Can I bring up, I want to ask you guys just general, general NBA game by game betting strategies that you have beginning of the season. I always think this is a fascinating conversation with people because uh, people, I think people take it different ways. I usually come out of the gates firing because I think whatever priors that we have, whatever we believe heading into the season, you can kind of lean into that. And I, I'd start off firing. Uh, right away in the NBA season, I usually give it a few weeks. You know, you let fit, it let you know, ten, fifteen games go by. If I feel like I'm real off on some teams, that's when I start slowing down. Uh, there are plenty of times that I've taken a pause for for a couple weeks uh, betting the NBA. If it's that out of control, and I'll kind of re- reset, start looking at some, you know, looking at some stats. And now that we actually have some numbers to go off of and stuff, and kind of reset my handicapping then um how do you guys handle it? That, that that's really how i approach it so these next couple of weeks you might see me betting a lot and then it might slow down a little
1: bit, i don't want to like speak for zach but i'll say as two people who have to write daily nba articles with bets in them there is no slowing down <laughs> yeah zach, go ahead
2: yeah i mean i trusted my process you know at the beginning of the season at the end of the season i just hope that it works out in the long run i do have a lot of confidence in it i i kind of you know let betting splits guide me Uh, I should probably throw that out there first. I'm not, you know, I'm not the type of person that blindly uses them, but, you know, I'm not trying to just fade the public for no reason, but I like to find spots where, you know, there's, it makes sense. And then I try to work backwards to see if I can find, you know, what the other, you know, the sharps are seeing. And then that's really what I do. I look through, you know, analytics and then, you know, my own eye test, but yeah, so I'm confident in the beginning of the season, uh, I'll be firing away.
1: Yeah. uh, I I would echo that. I'd also say too, I am going to change some stuff this year. So one of the things last year that I I really got like kicked by my ass kicked on is Kelly. And I've talked about this. I brought this up on the pod before Mm -hmm. I tend to poo poo situations. Right. And I'm just like, no, like these are the numbers. Like let's, you know, this is what we're doing here. And and I think as a, as a handicapper this year, I have to factor in more of these scheduling spots and situations. Uh, You know, I'll go back to, so near the end of last year, this is the one where it was the game where I was like, yeah, I got to start changing my process on this. And it was the fact that, the Milwaukee Bucks took on the Boston Celtics, right? And there was that Thursday night game where the Celtics had played like five and seven nights, whatever. And they got absolutely smoked. The number was way off, but it was because of the situation. And I, and I was like, no, this is dumb. Like they should be this. And sure enough, the situation played out. So that is one of the observations I would make. I had to get better at that.
3: I hear you. I also think, cause I think you and I have had this conversation before, but I also think people make too much of that. Like that is yes, I think you need to be aware of situations and spots in the NBA, and it's probably more, uh, it's probably more of a thing than in most other sports. But I also think there there's people that are that just bet situationally that I, I think can get in a that's a little problematic as well. The one thing I think you do have the luxury of with the NBA, and maybe you could say this about baseball and hockey too, but I don't really handicap those sports these days. Is unlike the NFL, the NFL college football. Games get played. You've got to quickly be able to come off of your priors if you know if things aren't going well right before the season basically mm-hmm. runs out. NBA, you get all you get all these games. It gives you enough time to tweak the process throughout yeah. the season. So that's I, I just think it's fascinating how people how people who bet their NBA regularly start off the year, especially when you know not as many people are focused on betting.
1: Uh, before we get to uh, our break and our futures, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to ask you both this as we kind of watch the market settle in. Uh, Zach, I'll start with you. Devin Booker only worth about a half point to a point because I'm just looking at this and it's still right. We're still suddenly in at like two and a half. I mean, this was one pick when we thought that Bradley Beal and Devin Booker were going to play. And now all of a sudden we're just sitting at two and a half. I feel like Booker's worth much more. I feel like this should still be back to like that one pick spread.
2: Yeah. I think he's worth way more than that. So that'd be an interesting reason if that's the only reason it's moving one point, but yeah, what does the model say?
1: Uh oh you know what? That's a good one. I actually did oh, not. Good they... call, Zach. Yep. Yeah, what
2: does the freaking John Von model say that you All right, now you gotta give me season? now you gotta
1: give me a minute. How, yeah. <laughs> while
2: you while you're looking it up, I should mention that I have uh, Joker over nine and a half assists today.
1: Oh, okay. you bet that
2: as well? Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm doing a bad job promoting the writing I'm doing on Visa.com. but <laughs> I'm doing you best are. bets and player props. So yeah, that's one of my plays. Uh, uh he averaged eleven point eight in the series uh in the Western Conference Finals. So I think that's good. good. in
3: in the I, I don't know. When it's nine and a half on Joker too, the question is like, could you just blindly play over on that? I mean, like yeah. you like end of last season, you could have just blindly played overs on on a nine and a half and gotten home yeah. so many times. Um yeah, you can I understand why you have to readjust a, a prop number to start a season and, and and maybe get a little lower, but man, I'm 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 with you. I sure as hell wouldn't be betting under that. That's for sure. Yeah. That's plus one hundred too for the over. That, uh, we
1: got. Uh, oh, go it. ahead. Go ahead, Kelly.
3: No, no, no. That was. I was just it was buying you a little time. What do you got? What's the model got?
1: Uh, let's see. Devin Booker worth about uh, two and a half points. Two point uh, to be specific. Two point four nine one.
3: Wow. I thought you guys were onto something there. What do you mean? So what is that? Was a point and a half? Then we're talking.
1: No, he's worth specifically two and a half points. So like, if this was three and a half, this should be just like I'm talking about. This should be one. But it's only oh, two and a half right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 I'm not saying the line should be two and a half. I'm saying he's worth two and a half points. Right, yeah. Okay, Kelly doesn't like that answer. All right. We're going <laughs> to no, take no, our No, no, I got you. I, miss, I misheard it. Sorry. <laughs> All right, we're going to take our break, uh, come back, and we'll wrap up with just a look at the futures that we have bet for the upcoming NBA season. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies
0: and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Call 1 800 Gambler. Here are three reasons Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zen at a store near you. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
1: Back here on Hardwood Handicapper. So we are looking ahead to the future that we have all bet. All right, Kelly, I'll I'll give you the floor. Let's start with wind totals. We can go around and talk about the wind totals that we've got. Uh, What do you got for wind totals coming in?
3: Yeah, I think you and I share a lot of these. Uh, I definitely bet uh, a fair amount of wind totals. I think anybody that's listening uh, today... Hopefully, uh, you read. Hopefully, you read my piece on alternate win totals too, because you should go out there and bet those at any shops that uh, have them up, because there's not many, but you know some do, and you should bet them. You should take advantage of it. Um, Nuggets under fifty three and a half, JVT. I know you're in on that one as well. Yes. Um, And I do think that is we made some of these early. Nuggets under fifty three and a half, Cavs over fifty and a half, and I still, I, I know you're on both as well. Those still might be my two favorite heading into the year um so over 15 and a half for the Cavs. obviously that is over on a big number but i still really like that we've talked about that a lot jvt but you're talking it, the handicap similar for both right you're giving me nuggets uh on a team that the win total is set a half game i believe it's a half game more than regular than the wins they finished with last regular season the roster's gotten a little bit worse okay i'm gonna go under it's a pretty simple handicap Cavs. You're telling me it's the win total is a half game under the number of wins they finished with last year and they've added to this roster and it's gotten better. And some of these younger players, we should expect to continue to grow up and improve. I'm going to go over that number, especially when I think there is a gap between Boston, Milwaukee at the uh, at the top and kind of the rest of the Eastern conference here. I think there is some ground uh, for the calves and some other teams here to make up. So over 50 and a half on them Two Eastern conference unders bulls and Raptors, under on both of them, both of those mainly having to do with questions of what they do with some of these players during the season. I expect both of them to make moves before the trade deadline uh, with some of the players that they have on their team, DeMar DeRozan and Pascal Siakam, both on expiring deals uh, for those two teams. So expect do expect those two teams to uh, stutter here early in the year uh, and trade away some pieces. So unders on both of those teams. Hawks over 42.5 wins. I am over on that one. We like the Hawks. Did not bet him to win the Southeast, though, over on the twin total. Uh, Thunder over 42 wins. That was a little bit of an off-market number. This isn't a big bet for me, and a lot of people uh, have bet the under on that on this team. I feel like I'm one of the few people still going over. Completely understand why everybody's coming coming up with the under. JVT, you've talked about it a lot. This The market reaction to this team from a year ago to this year is pretty significant. I do think this team, though, is going to be uh, better than what we've seen, you know, especially two years ago. You far better from what they were two years ago. So over 42 did play that. It's one of my smaller ones. Played two smaller ones. That one and uh the Pistons. So what we kind of talked it through the other day. I ended yeah. up laying over twenty seven and a half uh on them. So yeah, a lot of win total bets for me. Like win totals in the NBA. So bet all of those and that is most of my NBA futures. But yes, all those win totals.
1: Zach, any uh win totals for you? Well, first of all, I like
2: Kelly's Bulls and Raptors unders, because I think when you're looking for teams that are going to break out in the East, it's hard to figure out where it's going to come at the expense of. I think that those two teams are sure. the ones that could potentially drop off from last year. Um, I only have three totals. I had the one from the two from yesterday. Magic 40 plus wins at plus 200, and then Hawks over 42 and a half. And the only one that I'm playing outside of those two is I have the Rockets over 31 and a half. I just think that, you know, it's a really weird collection of players. But when you have that strong desire to win, yeah. I think that matters in the regular season. I also think it matters kind of in the context you said it yesterday with the play-in tournament. I mean, sorry, the in-season tournament. That's a young, hungry team that I could see really wanting to win those games. I, you know, Bringing in Ime Yudoka is going to help them out a lot. But just getting two like feisty veterans in there and Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks to add you know, just a great collection of young players, I think they're going to be a much better basketball team this year.
1: Yep, I would agree with that. I think uh, the the big thing you hit on, too – uh, no danger at the end of the year, uh, hanging them up. That's going to be a team that's going to push as as hard as it can to get one of those play-in spots. That's why they go and get those veterans. So that's really going to help you out, like the young talent. Uh, and I actually, I didn't even think about them really for the in-season tournament aspect. But I think I think we're all kind of in agreement. Those are the teams that we're kind of looking at in that regard yeah. for the in-season tournament. I'm not betting the uh, you know Celtics to win the in-season <laughs> yeah. tournament. i tell you that. Well, uh, I, think
3: with, I think it's a good point on that one, too, especially the Udoka factor, right? You kind of get a new coach in here, like this is a – it's such low. Hang- I think from a coaching coach them up standpoint, it's such a low hanging fruit, like you know, goal to achieve, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, like we got all these players in here. Like, let's go, let's go get us a, a victory early on and really raise spirits of how this team can how this team can do the rest.
1: Uh, all right. So with that, for me, uh, Kelly actually hit on all the win totals already. Pretty much that I've got uh, <laughs> you know, Chicago got to under walk. Toronto, under Denver, under Cleveland, over uh, the one that difference. Uh, the one difference between that is I do have the Kings under forty four and a half wins this season. A-, a lot of different regression marks that are coming for Sacramento, I think. Uh, I don't think you're going to get 73 games for your top eight players in mid hits per game. It's insane injury luck. I don't think you're going to have a winning record in clutch games. I don't think that you're going to shoot 50% in clutch minutes. Uh, All of those things led to a record that I think they got the most out of. And then assuming, you know, kind of along your point, Zach, when you're talking about where does the uprising of some of those teams in the East come at the cost of, I think the uprising of teams like Oklahoma city and others in the West, uh, new Orleans being better, if they're going to be healthy, come at the cost of a team like the Kings, who got really lucky last year in some aspects and uh, still were one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. So I think there's a lot of different aspects there that would cause for the Kings to have a worse record in that regard. So those are the win totals that I've got. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's go first with any, I think this is pretty easy, any any uh, NBA finals futures for either of you. I don't think uh, anything you got. I've got one. I bet I did bet Cleveland at 35 to one to win the NBA finals. Cause Circa was a little off market when they opened it up. Uh, they went down now they're like 28 to one. And I think 30 to one is the number. So I, I didn't get as much as I thought I was going to get on it in terms of value, but still a little bit there. Uh, but that's the one NBA finals bet that I've got in pocket.
3: Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in quick Zach. Cause I have absolutely zero team futures that I have bets. Um, and yeah, I I think that just generally, unless you're playing a longer shot now, it just we talk about this all the time. But there's always points in the season where you can jump in. Usually, find better numbers than what you're getting dealt now. So unless you're looking at longer shots, kind of like you just brought up uh, JVt, I think it's a, it's good to pass. And yeah, there's real there's really not nothing. I mean, we're talking East West, yep. uh, NBA Finals, even divisions. I, I didn't end up betting anything. So that that is a complete pass on all the rest of the team futures.
1: And I'll add really quickly too. It does correlate with betting them over the win total because at 35-1, to 1, I expect them to have a good record, obviously, right. because they bet them yeah. over. So I think that there's not going to be that low in their odds, right? I think that 35-1 to 1 was going to be the best you're going to get throughout the regular season. Mm-hmm. So that was the thought process there. What do you got, Zach? Anything?
2: Yeah, kind of going right against what you just said. I do like the Kings at plus plus twenty plus 2,900 to win the West. I mean, it's not something that I actually think will happen, but I just do think it's a, re- a really good young team. Got a lot better um, in the offseason, in my opinion, with adding Sasha Vizenkov, uh the EuroLeague MVP, really good shooter, really smart player, you know, and almost, you know, a veteran in the, in the lineup of really young players. So I know that that experience last year against the Warriors was probably humbling a bit. Um, I think it's a learning experience for them, though, getting to fight against a champion group like that. I see all the signs for regression. I can see them, you know, not winning as many games as they did last year, but I do think they'll be a more dangerous team when they do get into the playoffs because of last season. I think that having, you know, another year to work on the defense, Mike Brown's a good defensive coach. I think they will be a little bit better this year. And, you know, they were the first, you know, first in the league in offensive rating last year. So I do think it's a good value bet. I'm not sure. I expect them to even win, you know, a series or whatever, but I think that they're a better team than that number.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to pull this up really quickly to your point about Brown and the defense. I think it was their road defensive efficiency. That was actually like top 10 last year. Like, it was really odd like their road defense was incredible and like their really? home defense yeah I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna double check right out because it was one of the two they were either really good I was
3: ever talking about that for some reason. <laughs>
1: Let me see. Yeah, I got to pull sure this up. we did. I don't remember
3: ta- us talking about that at all.
1: Because, and I'll have to double check this too, but like, it was like road unders for the Kings were like a really big thing. Okay. Uh, and,
3: and I know, look, I, JVT, you're in on that under. I know a lot of sharp NBA guys that are in on that under win total. And I, I'm just kind of staying away. I, I hear you, Zach. I'm not, I'm not swinging the other way either. I'm just, I'm just kind of staying away. I think that that, uh, I mean, that defense is bad. I still don't think they're, I don't know if they're a team built for the postseason. I hear you. I think they might be adding and getting better situated for that but i i in in the injury thing absolutely JC, that is massive the limited amount of games that that team missed for injury is is huge but i with that number one rated offense and it being such a young core group of guys i'm i'm not doubting that they can run a lot of this back from what they did during, during last year's regular season
1: uh they had the ninth best uh, non-garbage time defensive efficiency on the road <laughs> it's incredible 115.3 uh, <laughs> And uh, unders were 26-16-2 on the road for the Sacramento Kings last year. So just a weird – I think it's a weird yeah, anomaly a more weird than anything yeah. else. Yeah. But it, it is kind of funny that, like, you get away from home and you're just like, let's clamp them down, boys. <laughs> 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 but, but we're going to be one of the worst defenses when we play at home. So it's
3: yeah, – like, <laughs> We hit the road, home. we party, and we play good defense. Let's go.
1: <laughs> right? Usually it's the other way around. So maybe they just <laughs> love it in Sacramento. They're just so <laughs> comfy at home. But anytime they go on the road, they focus up. They're like, all right, let's go. Let's get this thing done. Uh, all right, Kelly. So then we don't have to go to you here. Uh, let's just go with team futures before we get to maybe some MVP stuff. Uh, but I've got the Hawks to win the Southeast Division. It's the only It's the only thing I've bet in terms of like team futures outside of, you know, win total. Zach, do you have anything?
3: No, only player futures from here.
1: All right. Only player futures from here. All right. Well, then take it. Oh, take it. I what lie. do you got? Wait, no, wait, wait.
3: I lied, JVT. I've got that Suns number one seed one that we made.
1: Okay. yeah, that's a good point. That, yep, counts, that's right. that counts. Yeah, yes, Sun's number one seed. Suns plus three forty to win the one seed. Something I've got as well. Hawks to oh, win got the a Southeast Division. Better number than me. Yeah, plus two ten. What's that?
3: So you got a better number than me. Screw you. I, I mean, I was writing five. these for like, a little bit
1: ahead of time. You know, I I told you where it was. I mean, no, I know. That's why I feel like I bet it right after you did. I can, I can only I can only lead you to the water, Kelly. That's
3: right, man. That's right, man.
1: <laughs> I'm sure when they when everybody gets injured, they win the sixth seed. You'll totally regret it. Uh, all right.
3: Yeah, went to Rantown uh, for six months. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: So, Zach, I would assume player futures. Uh, we're talking awards here. So, uh, the 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 boat is yours. Lead us where you want to go. Yeah, so I know he's
2: the chalky pick. He's the, he's the favorite to win the award. But I do like Mark Dagnall to win Coach of the Year. We spoke about it a little bit yesterday. You know, it's a narrative-based award. You have to have a good story to win this. I don't see the case for guys like, you know, Adrian Griffin or Joe Mazzula who have – loaded teams they're up there at the top of the odds board with him. I don't really see that for them. If they do win a lot of games in the regular season, which they will, it'll that the credit will go to Giannis out to the Cooper. it'll go to Damian Lillard, it'll go to Jason Tatum. It's not going to the coaches of those basketball teams. I do think, you know, if the Thunder win 45 plus games, you know, they didn't make any huge additions in the offseason, they get Chet Holmgren back, but i think he will be the one that's credited with you know developing that roster winning with that young roster and you know winning with a team that is not really expected to compete with super teams in the nba i think that dagnall is still you know a good bet at plus
3: 650 even though he is the favorite
1: like it kelly anything coach of the year wise
3: no, no, I haven't made a bet, but I'll be monitoring that all, all season long. Because as we kind of hit on that yesterday, I think there is.
1: I'm tempted by I'm tempted by my own analysis of Quinn Snyder. I know, I, like I kind of just brought yeah. that up as part of the show yesterday, and then when I wrote that down in the notes to bring up to you guys, I was like, man, that actually is kind of a good idea. No, oh, I,
3: I I love that one too. I think, yep. and what Zach just said, I I would just be staying away from. Like Spo, I love you. You might be the best coach in the coach in the league. There's no way in hell I'm betting that. Like, and there's no way I'm betting Joe Mazzulla, Adrian Griffin. Like, I'm just I'm not doing that. I mean, Adrian Griffin, I guess, benefits a little bit from he's just he's he's new, right? Like it's your first year, so maybe, uh, maybe he's in the mix a little bit more. But I, I just don't think those are names. Those are names, at least I have no interest in betting, because it's not it's just not usually who we see win these awards right I mean it's going back it's Mike Brown Monty Williams Tom Thibodeau, Nick Nurse uh Budenholzer in 19 Dwayne Casey in 18 it's like what what all the I mean all these guys have in common is that you take you take a team that you know was expected to be what a 500 sub 500 team and you got them into the playoffs um and you know it's not carried and weighted down by absolute superstar talent where the coach is going to get absolutely no credit. So I think there's, I think there's value to be added in this market. I just haven't made a bet. I I, I do. I like the, I like the Quinn Snyder one. I I think if you're high on the, I I think Chris Finch isn't a bad idea for all these people, people that I keep hearing that are high on the Timberwolves.
1: Yep, I would agree. I think they're going to be an awesome defensive team. I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to watch all these teams. Oh, who am I? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, MVP. I'll, I'll take the lead on this one first. I I think it's a, a good year for Devin Booker. I, like, I think this is it. I think if they're going to get the one seed, right, or going to be up there as I kind of expect, again, a candidate to go over their win total, uh, they're going to be as good. Booker outside of last year does have the much better injury history than the other two. And as long as you are going to get one of those two guys on the floor with you consistently throughout the year, they can miss time. Uh, just don't miss it together, right? Like that's the big thing. But I think Booker, as we talked about a little bit the open when we were talking about over his assists, I think that's that plays into the overall picture. I think with Devin Booker, he's going to have the ball in his hands. Like he looks like he's on the verge of having like a a nifty like twenty eight five and seven type of season where he's just going to be all over the place and he's going to be the best player, one of the leaders in terms of usage on one of the top teams in the Western Conference, and narratively finished fourth in MVP voting two years ago. He has that, hey, how come he doesn't get any no, respect, all this you know, narrative stuff behind him where people want to see him win the award. And outside of now the guys, Joel Embiid finally won it. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo has multiple MVPs. Nikola Jokic has multiple MVPs. Now we're kind of in that realm of, all right, who's next? And I think Devin Booker's really in that territory to finally grab one. So I, I'm a Devin Booker, 22-1 to one to an MVP, the MVP bet that I've made, the only one I've made so
0: far.
2: I mean, I like that bet. It's hard not to like a Booker bet right now. I think he's going to put up huge, huge numbers this year. I think my only concern with MVP as a whole this year is that I do think there might be, you know, an initiative to get Jokic the award back after that kind of late season push to take it away from him last year. If he puts up the type of numbers that we've grown used to, I think that they're
1: going to give it back to him. And and Zach, to your point, too, because we, Kelly and I, we ranted about this last year when there's voters who are openly going, yeah, well, the the difference between Embiid and Jokic is Embiid doesn't have one yet. It's his mm-hmm. time. Like, no, that's not a. It's not, I was about to curse. That's not a. It's not a parameter. But people do that all the time. So to your yeah. point, like, yeah, that like that could totally burn me if people are like, no, Jokic got Jokic got snubbed last year. I'm giving it to him. Like, it yeah. could totally happen.
3: Oh, I was uh, I was listening to a podcast today from some national NBA writers discussing how. Uh, they were they were wondering. So I, I, always, I always I always think when they bring this up that they're actually thinking about it themselves, right? Uh, if they're were, they're were wondering if other voters are going to take into account this year that Joel Embiid's poor poor postseason performance is going to uh, weigh him down in the NBA MVP. That's so dumb. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, just like right,
1: Jokic just did, right? Yeah, just right, oh, exactly. I hadn't won anything. It's a regular season award. I can't yeah. I can't do this, Kelly. It's the first day of the season.
3: I it's <laughs> I know I know I'm going <laughs> great. <laughs> to me, this is as we stand right now. A, 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 to me, this is an unbettable market. There are four guys that I think they co- between Nicole Jokic, Giannis, Joel Embiid, and Jason Tatum probably have a 93-plus percent share of uh, w- winning this award. And at these current numbers, I there's just no interest for in me on betting mm-hmm. any of these guys because I don't think there's that big of a separation between the four of them and the teams. You, you, what you're combining is you're combining superstar players that are all on really good teams that have a hard... Unless they get hurt, have a really hard way of them not being in the mix team wise down the stretch. So yeah. uh, to me, there's just, I, I have no betting interest in this one right now.
1: All right. All right. Uh, I'll open the floor, both of you. Who wants to go first? Any other futures you got left? Uh, I think, uh, Zach, you got anything else? I think you got a couple all rookies or something like that.
2: I have two more. Uh, I have Gobert plus 350 to be all defensive first team, yep. and Gobert plus 1400 to be defensive player of the year.
1: Man, I kind of like that one.
2: Yeah. I'm not one of the people that is expecting the giant leap from the Timberwolves but I don't see how they get it unless they're a really good defensive team and Gobert, you know, three-time defensive player of the year, I think six-time all-first team defense. Uh he was a little underrated defensively last year. I think people were quick to kind of make fun of Minnesota for that trade. They wanted to get on Gobert, but you know, they were top 10 in defensive rating. I think they were 10th and he was according to cleaning the glass first in the league in deterring rim shots. So you know he's still an elite post defender, and I think that you know there's just a really good chance that if they have a good defensive year, that he's going to get credit for, I and mean, he's still yeah. one of the best defenders in the world. Yeah, th-
3: yeah, that was one we talked about kind of when these markets first opened. JVT, where I was I, when you're seeing that kind of number next to Rudy Gobert, it just has the history of that. Like that is a long number you're getting on a guy who has won this award multiple times. And yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It's not a bet I've made, but that was. That one stood out to me when when that market first opened.
1: Cool. All right, Kelly. Anything else?
3: Yeah, I got yeah, I got a bunch of players, uh, player stuff. Let's see. Uh I did take a piece of Scoot to win rookie of the year at plus four sixty. Again, such short numbers this early in the year. I don't think you want to load up. I think there's going to be a chance that you could get uh a longer number during the season. That was just kind of an off-market price uh at the time, currently at DraftKings Scoot is plus two forty. Uh, so I wanted to get a little bit of a position there. Uh, heading into the year and then let's see i have three count of three players in the most improved play- <laughs>
1: most well, I, I love market. this market you do too uh go I ahead it.
3: i love it Tyrese maxi 20 to one i think no. that number is pretty much gone everywhere now so i i wouldn't be betting it in single digits um that was when i bet as soon as this op- this market opened up um and it's everything so far is playing out really well and as well as i could have possibly have hoped with james Harden. Chaos and everything there, but this is really just even if Harden's there, I like to bet anyways. Max is going to improve. He's going to continue to be a bigger part of this offense. Uh we see it every year. It's, I, he's great. Desmond Bain, 30 to 1. Um, I would be betting him still. Where, where are we at on that number? That is 25 to one. I would still be betting that. I think this is more and more Memphis Grizzly information that we get coming out. Uh Steven Adams out out now. Not that he's a massive, a massive force on offense, but him. You know, him being out, you've got John Moran out for the first 25 games. Uh, this is Desmond Bain. We've seen a guy that's steadily improved year after year. Now, this is this is going to be the time where he's kind of the guy. While John Moran is out, I think he has a chance early in the season to put to give himself a very nice lead in this in the race to win this award. So, uh, 30 to 1, 25 to 1, I think it's still very bettable. Uh, other, the third guy, then lastly, that I bet in this is Franz Wagner. We talked a little bit about this yesterday on our Southeast division, uh, breakdown. I just think if we're, if I'm expecting bigger things and a bigger leap from the magic, I think Franz Wagner continues to play uh better and better basketball for, for them. So 33 to one on him, most improved. And then lastly, JVT only other reward. I bet, and I bet this morning, Bogdan McDonovich of our Atlanta Hawks to win six in. Of the year, the Podhawks. That's right. Uh, got Quinn Snyder there. He's got a history of coaching up guys to win that win this award. Uh win this award. He's also got a history of coaching guys,
1: guys with last name Bogdanovich. <laughs>
3: that's right. That's
1: Should right. Help. He does.
3: He loves Bogdanoviches that are not related. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, him coming off the bench there in Atlanta. It's a team I have already like. Uh really, I'm just pissed off myself. I really didn't even think about this as we were kind of going through uh bets and stuff for teams. And that that obviously a team being high on. I, I, I've i bet him to win this award in the past, and I didn't even really think about it. So I was really just mad at myself more than anything today before Drew Dinsick brought it up uh, on a numbers game, and I was like, that is a great bet that I'm yeah. going to be betting as well.
1: Thank you, Yeah, Drew. the um, the only other, the, there's no point in recommending it because uh, it's moved quite a bit, but uh, you know the the one award that I'm really holding it out for, Kelly. You sat there and you watched me in Summer League fall in love with him. <laughs> I'm telling (laughs) you
3: The, the Houston rocket to win rookie of the year.
1: Yeah, back in back in July, Zach. I bet I, I watched one game with Cam Whitmore and bet him at 100 to one to win Rookie of the Year. Um, but he's up to like 20 to one now. So, oh, was, yeah, hey man, yeah, I got the work. best of the number. Yeah. So, and that was, but the summer league really helped him out. That's when you saw it because he had like when he had like an eight steal game, right? Like a yeah. 27 and seven game with like eight steals or something like that. Well,
3: Andy, Andy is one of those like you know. Remember when we all first saw LeBron and you're like, oh, what a what a beautiful physical specimen you are. We're like that's Cam. Whitmore, I mean, too. you know. Uh, so I mean, this guy's jacked. Like, Oh my
1: God, who's going to stop this guy? That and, Well, here's the thing too. It, just one difference. If he's drafted fifth overall, like we all expect, or fourth overall, as we all expected, what are his odds? Oh, good, right? that's a great
3: point. It's it's, a great it's, point. That's yep. the only
1: difference. So like when you're talking about 101, I was like, dude, come on. Like if he's drafted in the top five, they we're talking about him in the, at the very least 20 to one where he's at right now you know, I mean, or I something think it, like that. So.
3: I think it's similar to what, you know, a little bit of what you brought up. Obviously you got out way in front of that, but now that, that numbers have moved the, throughout the off season, I mean, it's what you brought up yesterday, Zach, it's Brandon Miller. I, I mean, where there's, yep. he's now drifted to a point where it's kind of silly. I think where his price is at, what, what do we see? What do we see? 40s? We were yeah, talking there was about a plus yesterday. forty two hundred. Like that is yesterday, insane. That's
1: insane. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, cool. So with that, let's uh, put a bow on this. Uh, We will have these, of course, Monday through Friday. And again, I will stress these uh, these Monday and Tuesday were a little bit longer. Uh, As we move forward, these will be much shorter and a little bit more short form. We'll have some of our longer episodes, maybe on days where there's only two or three games. Uh, But look for these to have more of like a daily best bets kind of feel to them as we move on throughout the season. So uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Again, as we sign off with the Golden State Warriors, two and a half point favorites to the total of 234. And the uh, Nuggets, five point favorites to the total of 228 and a half. Uh, all right, boys, have a good one. We will talk tomorrow here on Hardwood Handicappers.
0: Did you know some travel credit cards offer
1: 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip.
0: NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight?
1: A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.